Welcome to the Penn Athletics Above the Rim Game Day podcast brought to you by the Penn Champions Club. I am Vince Curran, joined by Coach Steve Donahue. Steve, Howard University Bison come into the palestra tonight. But before we get into that, let's just jump back to Kentucky on Saturday, a game that had ebbs and flows and chances and opportunities. And it looked like every time Kentucky was going to pull away, Penn would make a little run. I thought the flurry at the end of the first half and then coming out of the locker room was really exciting. Unfortunately, never quite got over the hump. Got it, cut it to one, cut it to four. Didn't quite get to the point where Kentucky's looking around saying, oh, wait a minute, we're staring at a six-point deficit right now. Now the heat is on. How did you feel about your team's performance on Saturday? Yeah, I think you touched on uh, all the things that after watching the film. Um, I thought the end of the first half was a really good uh, momentum switch for us. We cut into the lead. We came out of the locker room, cut it to one. And even after that, I just looked at it. We're down four with 10 to go, but we kept shooting ourselves in the foot with, with like pick six turnovers during that seven, eight minute stretch of like three or four layups that they had nothing to do uh, with them earning it. We gave it to them. And I guess that's the disappointing part because uh, I do like, you know, for our young guys to play in that moment and compete. Um, I'm hopeful that a week, two weeks, a month from now, we're better because of it, and we, we react differently the next time. Kind of a couple uncharacteristic live ball turnovers that were just kind of sitting there at the foul line. Spinoso had one. Sam Brown had another. Kentucky got runouts, and that really kind of sw swung the momentum back in their direction. Let's talk about the end of the first half, and we talked about this several times before. Kentucky calls the timeout. You make a little defensive switch and put Laskowski in the game, and he creates that turnover, gets the deflection, and then Clark Slacker getting one going into the locker room, which seems to happen more often than not for Clark at this point. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're one of the – not few people, but you recognize the value that Andrew brings to our team. So we decided we're going to trap the post. He's a great guy to rotate over. Uh, and he gets the deflection and, and, and we go, you know, take it. I think there's a chance during those times because teams want the last shot that you can be very aggressive. And I thought that's what we did there. Uh, and as you said, Clark, Clark had a really good game. I'm sure he had a couple turnovers. He liked that back. Uh, but I thought for the most part, he had a really good solid game. Yeah, he is off to, you know, you think back on really great senior years by players that have stepped up in their last year. Tim Begley comes to mind. Um, there are a couple other ones. Mark Zoller had a fantastic senior year. The guys that had been almost second fiddle is not quite the right term, but they got their opportunity to lead and they really led. Uh, Zach Rosen, obviously, you know, he, he had kind of done it all along, but Clark kind of falling into that, you know, no Jordan Dingle. It's his team. Guys are rallying around him. And when Penn gets sped up, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, Clark Slacker doesn't seem to be phased by it at all. He seems to be really comfortable in his own skin and playing quality basketball. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And who knows where we'd be without them just because we have so much youth out there like I didn't take him out of the game I don't like doing that but against Kentucky 
it was difficult for me to visualize us out there without him. And I, and I think you're right on about the senior year. And that's what this is all about, preparing him, bringing the others with him by the time we get to the league and him being one of the best guards in the league. And that, that's how we're going to challenge for a championship is because he's taken his game to another level. He's helped these younger guys be confident. And then we're, we're, we're the best team we can be come January. Speaking of senior years, you know, when you're at golf clubs, you have the senior club championship and then you have the super senior club championship for the guys that are you know pushing 65, 70, 75. Feels like Howard might have a little bit of that. Jelani Williams in his seventh year in college, it feels like Seth Towns there as well. Uh, you talked about her sinus being the ninth Ivy with Kenny Blakeney leading, leading the Bison. They might make a claim to that ninth Ivy. No doubt. I, I think um... – I think back when I got the job here at Penn, my first call was to a junior in D.C. Um, from Sidwell Friends named Jelani Williams. That's how long this goes back. Um, and and for someone like both those kids, I know there's a lot of joking about, you know, the COVID and all that. These two have been through so much injury-wise. I'm actually really happy for both of them that they continue to get a chance to play. Um, I think we're going to see the end of COVID here in the, the next year. But in the meantime, I think for Seth Townsend, Jelani Williams to play college basketball with all the traumatic injuries they've been through, I'm happy for him. I think the last time we saw Seth Towns at the Palestra was the Ivy League championship game where Darnell Foreman hits the big three going into halftime and you – Carried the Quakers to victory that afternoon. Seth Towns had to ride it out on the bench. It would be nice for him to, I'm sure, come back and exercise some of those demons. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to think that that's the uh, last time he was on. I think that may have been his last minutes as a as a Harvard player. I don't know if he really played in the game after that. Um, so it's been a journey for him. And they're a really good team. I know we're going to touch on that. And he's a really good player right now. As you can imagine, the amount of experience that he has uh, when, he get his, when he gets his body moving, super skilled, high IQ, good size, and he's going to be a handful tonight. So talking about Howard a little bit and their staff, is this, is this the group back in the day that uh, decided that the recruiting process was drive 300 miles for a chance pickup game and recruit the Ivy League player of the year. I think they started an app that was called pickupprospects.com and then they found out that their their phone caught on fire when they did that so they said pickupprospectsbasketball.com and I think it got a little bit easier. Man, I can't even touch that. They're um I tell you what, they got players. You'll see tonight. I think he's done a good job. They won the league last year. Uh they run good stuff. Uh, they do have a lot of transfers, um, not dissimilar from a lot of programs nowadays, but uh, I do think they're a really good team, and I think they'll favor to win the MEAC, and we're going to have our hands full tonight. Well, I, I set you up with that one. You're showing your maturity by not taking the bait right there. Talk a little bit more about what they do on the court and who they are. Obviously, we talked a little bit about Jelani Williams a little bit about Seth Towns, who Quaker fans uh, you know, will, will remember both of them. But what are the other things they like to do, and, and how do you uh, plan on attacking them tonight? 
So they're very aggressive defensively. They come at you with a one-two-two full court, uh, two-two-one, straight up man, run and jump. Just try to speed you up. Uh, and then they've had some injuries, so sometimes they go five guards uh, and then switch everything. So it just puts you uh, on alert. Uh, you're going to have to fight through some traps, and you can get really good shots um, when when you have that poise and toughness. Uh, but they're hoping that you don't, and then they go in transition. They have about seven, eight guys that can take you off the bounce, are very aggressive from three, and then they have a couple bigs that are really solid, and you throw Jelani Williams, who to me is kind of their – their leader out there, he calms them down. He gets them in a ball screen. He knows where the ball should go. All those things that Jelani did for us, he's doing for them. So it's a great combination of some really up and down ball playing. And then Jelani Williams, Seth Towns, slowing the game down and getting really good looks. Seth Towns, they now have listed on their roster as being 6'9". I remember him being like a 6'6", 6'7", at Harvard. Has he continued to actually get even bigger than he was then? I'm a little surprised by that too, Ben, man, I would tell you. I think we're going to see more 6'7"-ish. 6'9 in the program, 6'7 on the floor, number one in your heart. That's exactly right. All right, well, exactly that'll do right. it here on the Ben Athletics Above the Rim Game Day, con game, game day Podcast presented by Penn Champions Club. John R. Rockwell, head coach of men's basketball, Steve Donahue. Steve, thank you very much. This is Vince Curran. We'll see you at the Plester tonight. Go Quakers.